Welcome to Insight Briefs, an attorney discussion podcast. On behalf of Wealth Council, this is Patrick Carlson, and joining us today is Michael Chasen, CEO of Lexicata, a client relationship management and client intake software system for attorneys. Today, we're going to be talking about bringing attorneys into the digital age. Welcome, Michael. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Patrick. Excited to chat with you. So tell me a little bit about uh, some of the you know, the general issues that you see with law firms when it comes to implementing and using digital technology? Yeah, so I think there, there's a number of different problems that people encounter right now, specifically in the estate planning area. Um, I think one, um, especially in estate planning, a lot of these people tend to be not as tech savvy, um, tends to deal with like an older population versus someone like a criminal defense firm or maybe, you know, like a family firm where they're kind of getting, you know, certain things set up it tends to be a little bit older of a population. Um, I also think specifically within the estate planning realm, um, there's difficulties of tracking people through a lot longer sales cycle. So again, using that same analogy of like a criminal offense firm, um, those people tend to be really fast to convert into clients, right? I get a call within probably that same day or that same week, I'm getting hired, right? So it's a lot longer of a sales process that comes into consideration. Um, I think uh, I think also the client relationship extends beyond the actual engagement period, right? If I'm not needing to adjust, adjust wills and do different things like that over long periods of time, um, and I think uh, I, I think the biggest problem that law firms have is they don't implement systematic processes, right? They kind of treat every client as you know, a, a delicate flower or, you know, like the each individual thing is completely different rather than trying to systematize things and create a process that's scalable um, in the long term. Well, that's a, a number of issues. I mean, I'd like to unpack a couple of those if, since, since we have you here. Uh, tell me a little bit about the, the kind of the sales cycle issue, because uh, in my experience, uh, in, in my past, uh, I did some work where we marketed bankruptcy services and those obviously, you know, people have a looming court date, so they've got a pretty strong motivation to come see you before their house or car is taken away by the bank. We don't really have that in the estate planning arena. So can you tell us a little bit about how process or client relationship management can help us kind of get that motivation and, and maybe improve our sales cycles? Yeah, so I, I, I look at the sales cycle for estate planning as unique from most all other types of law because I, I really see it as two different sales cycles. I think you have sales cycle A, which is um, the time you are first introduced to a client or a potential client to the time you retain them. And you have sales cycle B, which I think is largely overlooked or more, almost more so than A in the sense that just because you've already done a, a will or some sort of transaction with that person doesn't mean you're not going to continuously have more transactions over time, right? So there's the A and the B, pre-retention and then post-retention. I think the pre-retention difficulty is, um, unfortunately, you know, all of us that, that went to law school, we, um, we look at getting legal help as a necessity, not a luxury. The large portion of society, and I don't have to tell your listeners this, look at things like estate planning as a luxury, not a necessity, unless you're really, really in the upper echelon where you're dealing with, you know, 10, 20 million dollar estates where they're like, okay, I need, I'm very, you know, business savvy and I know I need this. Most people don't know that they need it, so they want to push it off. So as soon as they hear like, oh, this is going to cost me $10,000 to do an estate plan, you know what, maybe I'll hold off for a few months until I have a little bit more liquidity in my bank account to be able to do that. So 
needing to track people over those longer sales cycles, a lot of the times the people who are using our software, um, estate planning clients will be tracked for six to 18 months to two years plus. Um, so having something in place to track those people over time is a really big thing. And then also being able to track them afterwards with that sales cycle B that I was talking about, that could be 30 years you're working with the same person over time and you need a way to keep that relationship fresh. So tell me a little bit more about this, um, the, the kind of second half of it, because I think that's a big opportunity that a lot of estate planning attorneys are kind of probably missing out on. You know, they've done all of this work to get those clients in the beginning, and then they have this list, if you will, that they just aren't really, uh, you know, monetizing or, or using to generate additional additional revenue. Can you tell us a little bit about how um, how attorneys can – uh, can utilize systems or processes to maybe turn that into a revenue stream for their practice, their sort of old book of business, if you will. Right. So I think there are two things. There, there are like the text processes and strategies, and then I think there are just the operational strategies, right? So I think step number one that a lot of firms can do, nobody needs to spend money, nobody needs to change anything, nobody needs to do anything differently, create a checklist, right? One of the analogies I always give is, if you're about to sit down and write a motion or thinking back to law school when you're about to do an exam or you know start kind of putting together things for an essay in law school, what's the first thing you always do? You sit down and you create an outline, right? Because if you don't have an outline, then you completely stray from that. And I think that's the easiest thing that a lot of law firms can do is create a checklist or a workflow of how they anticipate things going, right? Six months in, I want to have a touch point for the client, whatever it may be, coffee, phone call, in-person meeting, whatever it may be. Eighteen months from now, I want to send them some bit of content um, so that they, they keep fresh and yada, yada, yada. Two years in, I want to send them a, a physical letter saying that, you know, we haven't updated your will in two years and it might be out of date, yada, 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 right? So creating that, like, process or systematic workflow for yourself and your employees if you have any, is really important. And even if you don't have employees, it's extremely important because if you want to build your firm over time, you're going to need that because you're going to need those foundations set in stone for later. Then there's the tech processes that you can put up. So, for instance, if you want to use something like a wealth council, right, you guys have a, you know, an awesome area where you can send out, like, email campaigns to people and newsletters to keep your content fresh and to keep your name in front of them, right? So that's a really important thing is just out of sight, out of mind. So just being able to get yourself in front of them is really important. So having some sort of email marketing strategy is really important. Um, and I think um, and I think one of the things that lawyers do a really bad job of, especially being a commodity in the sense that you have a limited number of hours that you can work, you need to make your, your, your technology work for you, not the other way around. So being able to like schedule things in advance and click a button and have a series of five automated emails go out over a period of time, right? So that's going to be a really important thing. So for instance, in Lexicata, you can create what's called a drip marketing strategy where you can, uh, or a drip email campaign, where basically what you can do is you can say month, you know, a month from now, five months from now, 12 months from now, and 18 months from now, I want these series of four emails to go out. So all I have to do is initiate that workflow and things will happen for me. So I think those are two things, the operational side of things, which is more just like thinking through in advance. And then the actual tech side of things, which is setting up those strategies to be implemented automatically over time. 
Yeah, it's it's one of those things where uh, you know we see a lot of different things in business literature about leverage, right? You know, and of course, there's always people who are familiar with you know debt leverage and and other things. And this is a way to leverage technology because instead of to your point about the emails, instead of having to remember to sit down a month from now and six months from now and a year from now, or having a staff person having to do that at those times, we basically can program those things once, and then every single client that we work with afterwards where we can leverage that time that we invested right at the beginning and ultimately produce a greater result for our, for our practice. Um, tell me a little bit more about, um, you know, some of the other solutions that attorneys can implement here. I, mean, I heard you mention Lexicata. Um, are there any other things that we need to be kind of thinking about uh, meshing in in order to bring our practices kind of into the digital age? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there are literally hundreds of them that I can go through. There's a couple of them that, that I, I particularly love and that I think could be really useful. Um, one is free, and it's really easy to use, and um, it's like a join meeting type of thing. So there are a few different ones. There's Zoom. Um, there's join.me, um, M-E. Um, these are basically like screen sharing solutions. And I think this is a really good thing to build that relationship. Not everyone wants to come into your office anymore to do things, whether it's to review documents, to meet with you for the first time. So rather than just doing a straight phone call um, or an in-person meeting, you can easily do this. It's a lot more convenient for the person. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily build rapport as much. So I'd always encourage, you know, in-person meetings if you can do that at least the first time. But beyond that, you don't really need that. So making convenience factors is really important, especially when you're reviewing documents together. Like if you're like, hey, let's go through your, you know, your, uh, your tax from your taxes from last year. You don't have to bring them in the office. Do that. You can do a little screen share, walk through those things together. So I think that's one thing that I think is super helpful. Um, one of the more important things, I think more so than that, is going to be electronic signature. Um, this is absolutely changing, um, you know, night and day compared to five years ago, the comfort of people doing this. I think like 42 out of 50, um, you know, bar associations or Supreme Courts um, within those states have ruled that e-signature is completely kosher in 99% of circumstances. Um, so you want to make sure you use that in, at the very least for client agreement, whether it's in the office so you're not wasting paper because, you know, everyone in this day and age wants to be green, um, but also just convenience factor of not forced in to come to the office. That's a big thing. Um, email marketing solutions, so things like Lexicata as like a contact management platform, Wealth Council for um, you know doc assembly as well as um, email marketing to be able to send out like you know monthly newsletters and those types of things. Those are the few of them that that are really really important. And, and then obviously you know um, there are certain apps on your phone if you want to do stuff like time tracking and invoicing. Um, Clio is obviously a really important solution. Um, or a case management solution of the like for billing, time tracking, invoicing, um, document storage, all that kind of stuff. And then obviously the standard stuff like Dropbox and um, Box.net and all those types of solutions for just hosting stuff in the cloud. Those are all, all really great suggestions. Um, one, one question that I often hear from a lot of attorneys uh, that I work with is that they feel like they're just adding more and more burden by implementing technology. Can you give us some tips on how to actually make technology work for us in our practice as opposed to feeling like uh, instead we're kind of working for it? Um, is there anything that we can do to kind of make it as simple as possible when uh, early in the implementation phase? Because I, I suspect that that's kind of where the time to make those decisions is. Can you give us any tips or suggestions on how to make that as, as easy of a process as possible? Yeah, I think um, 
so there, there, there are ways, and then there's, there's just get out of your own way, right? I think, um, I think people look at tech in the wrong way. I get a lot of pushback from people, um, and my and my salespeople get pushback from people. Be like, I see this is taking up more time for me, right? This is going to take too much time to set up. But like again, you know, using the lawyer analogy in law school, creating that outline. Like, try studying for your torts exam without an outline. Building that outline, did that help you study for the first day that you had to spend building the outline? Of course not. But once you had that outline, you were flying at 10 times the speed of light compared to what you would have done if you would have just been studying from the book or studying from your notes every time. It makes no sense. So just like anything, you invest now so it yields fruits of your labor later. Um, and that's kind of how I look at technology. Yeah, sure. Um, is it going to slow you down for the first couple of days or a couple of weeks? Yeah, for sure. There's no doubt about it. But you're not building your business for a couple of days or a couple of weeks. You're building it for a couple of years or a couple of decades. Um, think about when you transition, for those of you that are old enough, um, think about those that transition from paper to email, right? From like writing notes to email, right? At the very beginning, you sat there with one finger typing on your keyboard, A, B, O, U, T, right? You're just like typing the slowest thing possible. And then after a couple of weeks, you get used to it and now you're flying. And now you're literally drafting motions 50 times faster than you could have done on a piece of paper, a typewriter. So just, you have to be getting out of your own way mentally, right? And then there are other things that you can do within the law firm. I think the two best things are um, find a competent IT, not IT person, but like a consultant. I think IT and consultant are different things. Find like someone who's actually worked with these technologies before, know the problems you're gonna encounter, and use them as a sounding board. Don't think of them as all-knowing God, but think of them as guidance in your desert as you're wandering around having no idea where you're heading. You just need someone to show you where the direction is, not to do it for you. And then for those of you who have more than a couple people at your firm, stop making the mistake of throwing your BS on some of your employees and just expecting them to do it, right? So a lot of firms will buy technology and then be like, go to the lowest level paralegal who's making 10 bucks an hour and say, hey, implement this solution when they have no idea why they're implementing it, how it's going to help them or what to even do. Um, you know, the buck stops at you if you're the owner of the firm and you got to implement stuff. And so we always say the best way to implement Lexicot or any other technology is identify the quote-unquote champion within the firm who's going to be the person who's really pushing um, that technology on the people. And there's going to be growing pains. And if you don't go in knowing that it's not going to be a perfect fit from day one, then you're only setting yourself up for failure. Those are great suggestions. The only thing I would add to that is that it's always important to make sure you look for ones that have pretty robust um, help and support. And that's one thing that I think is, uh, in my experience using Lexicata, my experience using Clio, and obviously here at Wealth Council with the release of Wealth Docs Online and, and, and still our Wealth Docs desktop uh, products, uh, is just the robust support that's available for resolving technical issues. So as you're working to implement it in your practice, you're not 100% alone. You have somebody that you you can get on email or phone to assist you either with a, a specific issue or training on how to actually use the software because I think that's so absolutely critical you know once you know how to do something it's easy but until you know how to do it uh, virtually anything can be hard and so that that those help resources and uh, things I think are absolutely essential to have as well yeah no you're 100% right I mean it's kind of like you use the analogy of Ikea it's like, is it hard to use your desk once it's built? No, you just use it. But building it is a pain in the ass, right? So again, you're right. Look for technology like Lexicata. We even offer a setup package 
So you don't even have to do the customization or the building yourself. And there are a lot of solutions out there that do a similar thing. But like like I was saying, with like a like a tech consultant or someone within legal who can do the customization for you. Because if you don't know where you're heading, it's really hard to build the right things for you. And then the other thing that I would give advice for is don't try to swallow the entire pill in one fell swoop. Like break it down into little pieces. Um, just because you're buying a software that has you know, like for instance, let's say, you know, uh, you know, let's say Clio, right? Clio has billing, invoicing, time tracking, document management, um, storage, it has a client portal, right? There's 15 different things you can do. And people come in trying to do 15 things at once. It's like when you first got out of law, did you try to master every single area of estate planning or just kind of focus on wills and get really good at that and then move on to the next thing? Same thing. Don't try to do too much at the same time because all you're going to do is hurt yourself. So do what we call in the tech world a limited scope rollout. So just break it down into pieces and say, okay, we're going to get really good at billing. We're going to use that first. Then we're going to move on to document management. So again, that workflow that we talked about at the beginning of having operational like checklists and, and strategies, that's where it really helps is because you're going to roll it out and say, first month, we're going to do this. By second month, we're going to master this, and third month, we're going to master this, and it becomes a lot easier of pill to swallow, not only for you, but your staff as well. That's a great suggestion. Uh, one of the things I always uh, uh, talk about in, in the workshops that I deliver is that in our practices, when we treat them like a business, we always have a number one problem. There's always one thing that is the number one issue that is facing our practice at any given moment. And my suggestion to, to the attorneys is solve that number one problem. And then, of course, you know, they, they have this look of relief, like, oh, I only have to solve one thing. Of course, then I have to tell them the bad news, which is that when you solve your number one problem, your number two problem gets a promotion and it now becomes the number <laughs> one problem. But the advantage of that approach, I think, is that it makes it much more manageable, like you were saying. Instead of having to say, oh, my gosh, there's 15, 20 features I need to implement, there's, there's one thing in your practice that's the struggle right now. Get a software solution or a technology solution or a process or a system that resolves that fix it, and then move on to the second thing. And if you do that on a pretty you know, regular and systematic basis, you will be absolutely shocked where you'll be in a year or two um, versus trying to you know, pr you know, solve everything all at once, which is just not going to be a tenable approach. Right. And then going back, and, and I think you're 100% right, Patrick, but the caveat to that is you need to make sure you pick a solution that know that, it, that it'll be able to solve two, three, and four down the road because – the analogy I always give with technology is like, if you're about to get, we'll use a little estate planning, right? Starting a family analogy. If you're about to, you know, get married, um, you're about to, you know, become partners and you're talking about, Hey, how many kids do you think we're going to have? Let's say two, three, four kids, right? Um, are you going to go build, build a house from, from the ground up that only has one room in it? doesn't make any sense, right? So you want to build the foundation for a big house even though if you're not necessarily building all those rooms out, you need to be able to expand upon that house. So um, if you, let's say, are going to want to use a, uh, a solution, um, you know, again, let's use a Clio as an example. If you're going to use, or, or Lexicata, let's use the example. If you're trying to solve your issue of data entry into Clio and you're like, I need an intake form that will connect, you don't go to a solution that all they do is intake forms because eventually you're going to want e-signature and eventually you're going to want to be document automation and eventually you're going to want email campaigns. Even though you don't need to use those in day one, you're going to want equipment to be or being equipped to be able to do that. So, so again, always come back to this. The one piece of advice for everyone I always give is lay out that foundation. It's almost like a business plan, these workflows that you create. And if you know that in six months 
problems two, three, and four are going to spout up, and that product has that solution that you can implement later, you're a million times better than having to rework from the ground up and having to change solutions because this one doesn't offer what you need it to offer. That makes total sense. Uh, well, thank you, Michael, for joining us. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Insight Briefs. This podcast has been brought to you by Wealth Council. Please be sure to visit wealthcouncil.com slash podcasts to join the conversation, access today's show notes, learn more about our guest, Michael, and discover more about how technology like Lexicata or Wealth Docs Online can be part of your daily process.